and welcome to another 60MW Spotlight Remastered Movie Show. I'm Chris and in this particular episode, which it's hard to believe was released on the 26th of February 2014, Ben and I were chatting all about Street Fighter the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, now, hopefully you'll have fun going back and listening to this episode. Uh, I know I had fun listening back to it. It just brought back some memories. And um, there are some uh, age-old questions which are discussed, <laughs> including who would be the most high-profile kidnap target? Would it be the Queen or would it be the Prime Minister? Who would fetch the most ransom? <laughs> so, anyway... I hope you have fun listening back to this and uh, we'll see you soon for more remastered movie shows. Bye-bye. Bison, are you men enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. And joining me this week is Mr. Ben Ford. Hello. Hello. It's been a while, hasn't it? No, hasn't it? <laughs> it's it it's been a while. I, I mean, the last show we did was the beginning of, De- of December, I think, in That's last year. We can only blame your film choice, to be fair. Well, to be fair, I think um, obviously you know we're going to talk about Street Fighter the movie, um, and I think this film is cursed. If I'm honest with you, I just think that it nearly killed this show, the the, the movie show, because, like, you know, as I say, we haven't done it for so long. I mean, yeah, fair enough, it was Christmas and then other things happened and everything else. But I just think a, a little part of me thinks you were putting it off watching it. Is that... no, 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 no. I mean, no, never. I've, I, obviously, genuinely, things always came up. Uh, that's hand on heart. I would, I would never, ever not want to watch it. You know, that's a genuine thing. It's just funny how it happened. But I think perhaps because I kept falling asleep watching it, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe at certain times made me think, I can't be asked to start that again, because I need to watch it in full, do you, know, do you know what I mean by that? I need to watch the whole film, so it's all sort of fresh, I can't sort of go back halfway in and that, I have to start again, so. Well, uh, um, just to let the listeners on, onto a little secret, um, did I announce who I was, by the way? Um... <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Stabby. Yeah, from Hello, Stabby. Everybody fucking knows who I am these days. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Don't make me laugh, mate. It's <laughs> well, yeah. So this, this, I think this film is cursed because I say it's been a while since we've done one. I think it's tested our friendship a little bit. Um, I think. Uh, it, I mean, you're fucked at the moment. Your, your back is. 
foot. I was going to say, yeah, only with a bad back, nothing else. <laughs> yes, uh, well, not literally, yeah, that would be quite funny. Uh, if you were doing it whilst recording, that would be good. Um, but in, in it also killed Raul Julia. Alleged- <laughs> you can't say that. Allegedly. <laughs> well, it, it was his last film. I know, so. but yeah, the poor. Uh, anyway, we're coming to that. He he uh, had stomach cancer whilst recording this film. No way. Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel quite bad now. Come to know why I'm laughing at that. It's dreadful. Oh dear. Um. So yes. So th- this is the movie show for for new listeners, for people who haven't listened before. Um, what we do is we take a film from Netflix, and um, our little hook, our little twist, if you like, is that we. Uh, it has to have some connection to the previous film. So when Ben picks uh, the next film that we're going to watch, because uh, it's his pick, this was my pick, sorry everybody, um, then he, he's going to link it somehow to Street Fighter the movie. So that could be an actor, the uh, soundtrack, the uh, you know the, the actors, whatever, as long as there's a link. And I think at some point you, you were sort of saying, oh, does it really have to link back to this film? I don't know why you were struggling, because there's loads you could pick from. Well, there is, but you're limited to Netflix for a start. And and the problem is, I didn't want to go with the standard Van Damme link. And then looking through a lot of Kylie Minogue, I thought, no, not that. And I mean, obviously, uh, you call him Raul. What do you call him? Raul Julia. Yeah. Raul Julia. I call him Raul Julia. Oh, all right. Anyway, it's I mean, spelled Julia, but yeah, okay. I mean, you're probably right. I'm always fucking wrong. Well, but I'm you know, harsh I'm... as well, so. <laughs> you're posh <laughs> but no, but it, it was literally i thought no i can't deal with trying to get in other words when i pick these films i have to have a genuine interest in them mm. and there was nothing that was flying out of me that i thought yeah i fancy watching that but i think i had a little bit of help from a friend of mine oh well you can explain all that later yeah. we don't we don't want to go too far nah. um so that those are the rules of the game uh, i guess and uh just to I guess connect the dots with with this why we've picked Street Fighter. Um, your last film was War Games, which is fantastic, and um, I picked this on the back of the cinematographer for that was William A. Fraker, and he was the cinematographer for this. Yeah. So that's the link to um, to this film. It is. Um, just before we get on to the film and, and and talk about it, you know, in detail and everything else. Um, what's your take on generally? video game movies i mean have you got a particular favorite do you think they're all shite or i'm pretty terrible because i tend to actually avoid them at all costs so i've actually not seen many many films that are from the video game Mm. crossover i've seen a fair few i mean i've avoided all the uve bowl ones because they are supposed to be absolutely dire i'm kind of like there's a little part of me that's tempted um but you know it's kind of like I suppose that, that temptation to look at a car crash when you pass it on the motorway you, it's like yeah. you, you want to have a look but you you don't really want to or you feel ashamed of yourself after you've done it um yeah I've, I've seen a fair few of them um you know I, I suppose my favorite is Mortal Kombat which is funny because it's like obviously a fighting game you know so and I, I think they did a really good job with that you know incidentally Van Damme turned down a role in Mortal Kombat yes he did film which came out the following year so Street Fighter was released in 94 and um, yeah I remember going to the cinema to watch Mortal Kombat and I really enjoyed it and I think it's one of those where don't don't get me wrong I don't think it's amazing but I think generally um, it does most things right and I think they kind of nail most of the characters Um, whereas this not seen it yeah uh, it's worth watching I mean not the second one Annihilation that is bollocks um, but yeah I mean I've, like, so up to the sort of the more big budget ones like Prince of Persia I mean you could tell they chucked a lot of money at that but overall it was just okay I don't think it was anything special um, 
funny interesting about this film and we you know all the furore of actually not getting to get back on the mics to talk about it and you know all the, we've had quite a bit of feedback about this film already haven't we as well and it's generally not been that positive no but, but the funny thing is that doesn't particularly reflect what my outcome might be on this film so Ooh, well we shall see so um before we get into the trailer i mean to be honest with you I mean, I'm going to put the trailer in because it's going to break up me and you talking um, and, and people listening to our voices. But you're not going to glean a great deal of information from the trailer. It's sort of like the da 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 oh <laughs> kind of thing. So that that's all you're going to get from the trailer. There's a little bit of dialogue, but um, generally it's it's not much. It's like the trailer to uh, Cliffhanger. Have you seen that? That is just literally it's a film, or not the trailer. Oh, no. it's just like a, a classical piece of music playing. There's no dialogue whatsoever. However, um, with you know, that's it uh, works that, in video format only, though. Uh, yes, so obviously listening to it, it, you know, it isn't great, but still, um, rather st- like our voices, we'd be better in video. <laughs> Do you think? Make it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Leave it. that for the other show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, if we ever get fed up doing this, that's some, that's another. Put naked wrestling avenue open to us. Well, not necessarily naked. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not little, naked. On the little thong, a little pant. You know, like <laughs> in a red heat. You know, when they go into the sort of like the sauna at the start and they're wearing those little yeah. white pants. <laughs> <laughs> I will look damn good in some of those. Trust me. Uh, well, the, the photo I saw earlier, I think you definitely would. Oh. <laughs> Do you work out? No, not at all. No. Oh God! Well, oh. I lift lots of heavy stuff. Well, I cracked one off to it. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do you want to give us the synopsis of the the film? I can't remember. Did we do it before the, or after the trailer? It's been that fucking well, long. Well, obviously you would have a break at this point to say and just take a listen to the trailer. Right. Well, we'll do the trailer first, then. Yeah. You can tell it's been a little while, and and we don't. I'm not going to do it another take. Oh my god. So now I can't. I can't even remember where the spoiler alert comes in, but I suppose it's a good enough place now, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Just you know, spoiler alert. Believe it or not, I am looking at a document that's got the sort of like the running order. <laughs> I'm just totally ignoring it. Because of that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. So yes. Um, spoiler alert. We are going to spoil the film. We spoil all the films because we do talk about them in a lot of detail. Um, but yeah, here we go with the trailer. As I say, you're not going to learn a great deal from it. Um, but we'll put it in anyway. Yeah. Here we go. Enjoy. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shadaloo may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay.
wants to go home and who wants to go with me? Okay, so that was the trailer. Um, hope you enjoyed the music uh, and some of the cheesy dialogue and everything else. Um, but to fill in the blanks and everything else, Ben, do you want to tell people, give us a, a synopsis of the film, please? Yes, I think what I've been, what I was doing originally was taking some sort of Wikipedia um, synopsis, which tends to be not quite so good as the IMDb ones. Um, but obviously yeah, everyone else does the IMDb thing, so I thought what I'd do is I'll actually do one of the user-rated um, synopsis, which would be quite interesting. I mean, I haven't read it, I haven't thought, you know, I haven't read it through before reading it now, but this is from somebody called Emphinix, who's obviously signed up to IMDb, and um, his synopsis goes like this. Colonel William Gull leads an army of soldiers into the country of Shadaloo to find traces to lead him to General M. Bison, who has captured many people, including three missing soldiers. Among them is Carlos Charlie Blanca, in which Bison decides to turn into a hideous mutant. On the other hand, Chanley is a reporter who seeks revenge against Bison for the death of her father years ago. Then two small-time hustlers, Ryu and Ken, are arrested along with Sagat, a powerful arms dealer, and Vega for dealing of illegal weapons. Gar recruits them in order to find Bison's base. Now Gar T. Hawk, Cammy. Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, Bullrog and E-Honda have three days before Bison murders the hostages and takes over the world. That's um, quite a lot of the film, actually, isn't it? That's... Yeah, ruined it, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, show. Thanks very much. Bye. Um, yeah, that, that's quite good, though. Who was that by, did you say? Or? I did say it's by somebody called M. Phoenix. That's E-M-P-H-I-N-I-X. I thought it would be good to put the name in, just in case, you know, we get sued. M. M Phoenix, like Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War? Or possibly M. Phoenix. It's all one word. Oh, okay. Um, E-M. M. Phoenix. M. That's Phoenix. Oh, fucking anyway, no. Phoenix. It's a shit. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Just general memories of the film. Have you, have you seen this before? Um, yeah, I saw it when it first came out. Did you? Yeah, but back on video. So that what would that have been? Probably a year or so later? Yeah, I mean? something yeah. like that. Yeah, same here. I didn't go to the cinema to watch it. Um, I remember watching it at some point afterwards. I just, I think even then at the time, um, I, before it came out, it was being panned. Do you know what I mean? I think people... An awful lot of stick, this film. I mean, it really did, and it still has to this day, but... I think what what's happened in a way, uh, from my from my opinion, I think it's possibly aged bad enough in a way to be good. If you know what I mean, quite funny. In, in, in yeah, you know. there's definitely some moments where I chuckled and everything else. Um, not, it's not you know, it's not shit like um, uh, what was the other film? Oh. Who's in it? Oh, Go on, just... test me, test me. No, I was just trying to think. You know, it's, uh, my brain's not fucking working. I mean, I, I, fuck that. I'll think about it and come back. to <laughs> I should do notes. I keep saying every time. Yeah, it's not shit like that other film. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one that's shit. Pile of shit. God, that shit that film is. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, some of the. Most... Oh, I just thought of it. <laughs> oh, well done. Go on. It's not shit, right? Right. Where it's trying, you know, it's not shit like the Mario Brothers film. In the sense oh. that there is nothing redeeming about it. Okay. I think what's quite nice about Street Fighter, you know, the more we talk about it, really, it's it's only really pretty much based in names of characters only. It doesn't follow any particular story that's in the. Yeah, I think. I mean, having played the game when I was a kid on the on the SNES, um, you know, they've got their own little backstories to a certain extent. I mean, with, with video video games at that point, I think you know they they, they did add 
um, little backstories. They put more effort into into that kind of stuff. Um, just, I mean, at the end of that, it's just a fighting game, isn't it? But they kind of add, added little things. Like I'm sure that at some point, um, Guile mentions Charlie, and um, there's there's different things, you yeah. know. But they, and they've taken little bits from the the game and put them yeah, into yeah. the there, film. Little bits we can talk about as, as yeah, we so as we go on. I mean, you know, obviously, some of the the actors. I'm not going to go into every single one, but the, you know. Van Damme's in it. Raoul, Julia, yeah. um, Kylie uh, pops up. Simon Callow's. At least some of the ones that sort of mean something to me, I guess. I've seen them in other things. Oh, yeah. uh, Wes Studi, um, yeah. who was in uh, uh, the Michael Mann film Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and just as um, uh, I suppose a general. Sorry, the guy who directed it, Stephen E. D'Souza. Um, you wouldn't necessarily know much of his other directing credits, um, I think. But as a writer, you'd probably know quite a lot. Um, he, he did worked on things like Commando, uh, Forty Eight Hours, Another Forty Eight Hours, Die Hard Two, um, yeah. Hudson Hawk, The Running Man. So he, he's he's got a good pedigree as a writer. Um, uh, yeah, as a director. Hmm. Well, did he do the screenplays of all those other ones? Did he? Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, yeah. all you know, yeah. worked on them in some capacity in terms of writing. Yeah. Stuff. And the other thing I found out as well that the, the actual, um, um, what do you, what do you call it? The composer, the uh, of the of the soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's quite famous as well. Graham Revell. Uh, he's worked on quite a lot of big films uh, throughout the years and stuff like that. So, uh, there, there's a lot of talented people who've worked on this film. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, that's the synopsis. Those are the people that have worked on the film, uh, our little histories and everything else. So I guess we should get into it, really, shouldn't we? Yeah. So, as our little tradition goes, we'll, we'll start at the beginning, shall we? <laughs> that was Hope a good place. Sitting comfortably, children. Um, so this this opens kind of like news reporter style, um, that the Shadow Lou has fallen um, and that Bison has, has taken over. Um, and just to kind of give you some, uh, you know, idea of who the characters are and everything else Chun-Li is a reporter um, and she's kind of telling the whole story behind it all and everything else and um, Bison has kidnapped uh, the, the relief workers and is holding, holding them to ransom which as you described in the synopsis um, and then uh, sort of you're introduced to Bison, Raul, Julia, Julia um, and he comes down from this big platform and He's got these uh, people he's kidnapped, like some soldiers and stuff like that, and he challenges them to a fight. Um, and, like, you know, they haven't got much choice, basically. So, he, look, a soldier's pushed in his general direction. He goes to attack him, and he breaks his fucking neck. Oh, I thought that was pretty cool seeing that for the, you know, actually. Because this is the full release, this one. This is like, you know, Netflix. It, there is a cut version where you don't hear any of that snappage and all that sort of thing. Snappage. Yeah. The thing is, I just thought to myself, hang on, this isn't Mortal Kombat. Fatality. There's never any fatalities in <laughs> Bloody Street Fighter. But and, and anyway, so the, then he does that, and then he breaks another soldier's neck just for effect. Yeah, I love that noise there. It is a proper crack, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's it's not like, a, you know, kind of a half-hearted, you know, kind of thing. It's like, crack, kind of thing. Like, he's fucking snapped yeah, yeah, his yeah. neck. Yeah. Um, and then... We're just me off just quickly. What do you think? Because I, mean, I have to say, from knowing that Raul Julia was in it, I mean, he is a very, very talented actor. I think mm. he's superb. And I think across the whole of this film, I think, to me, I think he does a damn good job. Out of anybody else in this film, I think probably the best job of being evil. 
he chews the scenery quite a lot. And there are bits where he goes off his... I mean, he, he, like well, you mentioned that he, he got Ill, cancer at the time. <laughs> I mean, whether it was his drugs, that he was off his tits at one point. He, he does a few things which are a bit... Yeah, but I mean, he was so gaunt looking, wasn't he, as well? I mean, Suspects. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, really. I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of changed my whole tack on the whole thing. You know. I think you had loads of stuff to really slam about him. slag him off. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I mean, he, let's face it, he does the best with what he's given, isn't he? And, and he, I suppose he adds a little bit of gravitas to the, the whole proceedings. He, he was up for awards as well. For what, for this? this? Yeah, he was acting in this. It's best supporting cast. Really? Yeah, I think it was a sat- is it a Saturn Award? I think. Oh, bloody hell! Yeah. Fair play. Um, yeah, I mean he, he does. It's kind of like very, I don't know. It's camps Shakespearean type stuff. You know, he, uh, whatever. I mean, this movie is very camp. Let's get one thing clear. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. listen. If you're going to watch this movie, um, don't go into it with a, a a serious head on. You know, sort of go get a few beers and and you know just laugh at it basically but anyway as, so sorry, no before you talk, as a depiction of what we know as um bison on, on the video game i think it was the it look, he looked pretty good as that role if you know what i mean well that that outfit that he's wearing the suit and everything else is pretty spot on i think you yeah. know it, it, it does look the part um uh, uh, you know in terms of what could they have done i mean in, in the game obviously he's a, he's quite a built guy isn't he um yeah. but i mean they, they obviously changed that for the purposes of of getting an actor in. They do try and build him up. I think they probably added some bits under the suit to make him look more muscly than he was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But so this is, and then you, you're introduced to, uh, so that's your introduction to, to Bison. Obviously he's a bit of a badass and, you know, he's, he's just snapping necks left, right and center. And, uh, then you're introduced to, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme for the first time. who plays Colonel Guile. Um, and he, okay. So he challenges Bison. And I, I, I gotta say at this point, already you can tell the acting's going to be shite. <laughs> it's pretty ropey. I mean, uh, uh, again, I feel bad for, for saying it, but Raul Julia's eyes are literally popping out of his skull. He's like, you know, that's his stare. He's got, he's got this stare, hasn't he? And it's like his eyes are like ready to sort of yeah. shoot out of his sockets. And um, so DJ's in the game, in the game, in the film, um, and he is um, a radio operator for Bison. And uh, Zangief is a henchman for Bison as well. Oh, he was hilarious. That stick on beard. He was funny. I must admit, and he looked the part as well. I mean, he perfectly looked the part. Do you know he was only twenty-four? That guy. No way. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I get a bit of uh, attached to checking out people's names. My wife always laughs at me about that, but I always, <laughs> I always look at people's ages to see if I look younger than them. <laughs> Shadow. But yeah, I was quite amazed because I checked him out. He's only like forty-four now. It's just like wow. It's just, he looks a lot older than that to me in the he, film. He's a big dude. I mean, I've seen him in other films. He's in uh, Necessary Roughness um, or Any Given Sunday. He's he's been in a few other films which I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those where you kind of like recognise him if you if you saw him. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know his name? No. Oh, it's Andrew. I'm going to try and pronounce this. Brinarski. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he might be foreign. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, so yeah, he's he's kind of, he's basically he's one of uh, Bison's henchmen, and he's got the IQ of a peanut. Um, Balrog is a cameraman for Chun Li, and uh, Honda is this kind of like techie guy. He's like the TV techie guy. I think uh, the likenesses were pretty good. Yeah, generally, I think. I mean, the, uh, Balrog's haircut looks fucking ropey, and he was a weedy little shit as well. 
Is it, I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. The problem is I'm comparing it to the video game character. I mean, that, that whole character is based on Mike Tyson anyway, isn't he? I think in the game. So it's kind of like you've got to look a bit like Mike Tyson, I guess, to... But was it clear? See, I might have missed it at the beginning, but was it clear? You know that they've got—he's got hold of Blanca, isn't he, Bison? Right. So I'll get to that. So right. Jean, yeah. So Jean Claude Van Damme and Bison—they start taunting each other. So like you can imagine this: Chun Li um, and Balrog—they're filming this, okay? And um, Bison tap takes over the TV channel, uh, basically, uh, essentially of what um, Chun Li's reporting on, and. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bison, uh, I'm going to call him Guile because it's just easier, um, they, they start taunting JB's, each other. Was it JVCD? JCVD. So just call him VD. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, so the, the thing is, right, okay, so again, you imagine this. Who is Guile talking to? It's like he's talking into a camera. How can he hear what Bison's saying to him? You know, <laughs> I just thought to myself, what? You know, how can he see him? How can he hear him? It's like he's talking into a camera. You know, it's like Bison. How can he directly talk back to him? How are they having this conversation? They're talking through cameras. He's watching the telly. It's like, you know, you shouting at the telly. The guy on the fucking screen can't interact with you. But it is futuristic. It's not futuristic. What, flying dock station that Bison travels around in? Yeah, I've got one of them. <laughs> um, so anyway, Bison says that they've got three days um, to get $20 billion to save oh, these hostages. What a greedy fucker. No, oh, twat. So, um, and he's like, boo, hiss kind of thing. So anyway, um, Goyle tells the hostages to hang on. And this is the point I think you were coming up to. And oh, and, and he goes, hang on, Charlie. And, <laughs> yeah, your mate Charlie, yeah. It's like, he, oh, he put two and two together, Bison, didn't he? <laughs> Yes, he's basically announced to the whole world, including Bison, that he cares for Charlie. There's somebody in the people that he's kidnapped, right? And and let's get this straight, Bison hates Guile. And he's just said, like, you know, and so Charlie is his best mate. And he's going, hang on, Charlie, I'm coming to save you. And the look on Bison's face. He's, and, as if he'd farted. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie lo- looks and he goes, shut up, you fucking arsehole, you know. <laughs> Thanks, you knobhead. You're going to get me killed. And, and, it's, and, and he's like that bit in Die Hard where the sort of that yuppie pretends to be John McClane's friend and he, he realises, you know, he, hang on a second, I'm going to get shot here. Um, so, but yeah, and, and, and it, so it, and it, you mentioned that Charlie is Carlos Blanca um, and so this is before you see him turned into the sort <gasps> of the, the green... So I've just flashed forward to that visual. The green um, sort of like in the game, he looks pretty intimidating kind of thing. Yeah, it's a, yeah a big, massive green ginger-headed type thing. Isn't he? Yeah, kind of like the Hulk, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, with uh, green, uh, with sorry, with or- orange or ginger type hair. Um, he's like a beast kind of thing. He's a beast. Anyway, so they take him off to the lab. Um and this is where you see Cammy, and that's Kylie Minogue. She works for Guile, and um, they, they were trying to trace this signal, and that's why he was on the other end of the line, taunting him to sort of like, you know, get some time to find out where he is. So anyway, then you sort of like, in the meantime, you, you, you're then taken to uh, where you see Vega, and you see him cage fighting, and this is where you're introduced to Ryu and Ken. And, and they're going oh. to... Go on. How pathetic do they look as Ryu and Ken? I tell you what, I mean... At, at least Ryu's got. Is it Ryu or Ryu? What do you say? I say. I must admit. I'd say both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think it's Ryu, isn't it? I think. How do you say Ken? <laughs> Keen. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Ryu... To be fair, he's quite sort of muscular. He's and... got some skills. I think, yeah, you know, is. in terms of sort of martial arts and everything else, at least. He's kind of like, he reminds me of back of... Fit. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah, he's fit. He reminds me of um, the best of the best, um, you know, sort of like, you know, Chris Penn had got no skills whatsoever. It was only really Tommy who could do anything. So well, I'm guessing I must admit I didn't look too much into the guy who played Ken, but he's been in sort of more acty type films. Do you know what I mean, rather than fighting yeah. films, I think. The only film I recognise him from is Under Siege. Um, he's in that. He's sort of like one of the crewmen uh, who helps uh, Steven Seagal and um, Erica Alaniac. Um, to sort Ooh, from the old uh, Baywatch days, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been a first movie role where she pops out the cake and she, you see her boobies. I never, never thought too much of her actually, if I'm honest. Yeah, she's all right, but. Mm. Oh, you know, I wouldn't say no. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we fancy Ryu, don't we? So. Yeah, uh, muscular men. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, the henchmen. So the, anyway, they get they're going off to see um, Sagat, who's this kind of like arms dealer, and uh, one of the henchmen um, that I saw in the background is a guy called uh, Benny the Jet Okides, I think his name is. Now you might know this because I know you're into your martial arts stuff and whatever, but. Um, He's done some amazing stuff with Jackie Chan in the past, uh, and say so this is the bit where you check out my big movie balls. I didn't, look, I didn't look this up. I actually know this. Um, but if you Google Benny the Jet versus Jackie Chan uh, in Meals on Wheels, there's one a of the fi- greatest ever, feel, uh, greatest ever um, fight scenes. I think. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's fucking incredible. I mean, watch that film when it first came out. Yeah. I, 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 they used to show those films on Channel Four. I mean going off on a tangent and i am i have to say quickly i am a massive um bruce lee fan okay i mean in, in the sense that i don't think anyone comes close to bruce lee that's my personal opinion not just for his talent and his he was so groundbreaking for his time and he was pretty much the real deal but if, if i was to think of a second it would probably be jackie chan for me oh, gotcha. but they're two totally different styles you have to be really in the mood for that comedy fighting style do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i think well that's what he added he brought to the films whereas Bruce Lee was quite serious, you know, in terms of tone and everything else. Jackie Chan introduced the sort of comedic and slapstick. Well, no, 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 Bruce Lee, no, no, Bruce Lee done that comedy stuff way before Jackie Chan. He'd done it in films like Where the Dragon. He had, and you have to remember that Bruce Lee was a child star as well, child film star. So he he did lots of comedy as a child star. So mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to argue with you. There we go. You're bigger than me, and uh... but but that that style of fighting that Jackie Chan done, you know, with all the using a lot of. Um, Objects that are surrounding him—that that's a real trademark for him, I think. You know? Yeah, and and uh, Samo Samo Hung as well, yeah. and um, oh man, who's the other dude? Oh, I haven't written this down. I can't remember. Uh, the other guy who's they sort of they all went to the Peking Opera School and everything else, didn't they? You know, kind of learned their trade there. But well, anyway, what? Yeah. What? I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's just, I love Bruce Lee, so I don't give a fuck about anyone else, really. But. All right, then. <laughs> so, um, but it is, I mean, check that out. It is one of the best screen fights um, that I've, I've seen. Um, so, anyway, Sagat, um, as is in the game, he's a bit of a bad guy, and he double-crosses uh, Ryo and Ken. Um, and they look like they're going to get shot by their own guns that they're selling to him, and it turns out they're toy guns. <laughs> this is ridiculous! And they, they fire little uh, tennis balls and stuff like that. And so, anyway, a little fight ensues, um, but then they get caught. And then in the meantime, we're transported away back to Bison's lair, and you see Doc and uh, Dolsim for the first yes. time, old Mr. Stretchy Pants himself. Yeah, I was hoping for his legs and arms to come out at some point, like fly. Well, I thought something might happen 
later on in the film, which I'll come to. But, I mean, you never know. His cock might have been stretchy. (laughs) That might have been his talent, I guess. You don't think it was the most ridiculous chain he was chained up with? Yeah. It was no no point really having it on because he actually lifted his arms up right in the air at one point and pretty pointless. It was a bit. bit. The thing is, where's he going to go anyway? You know, what's the point in chaining him up? Uh, He can't go anywhere. Sexual fetish, maybe. (laughs) He's like, oh, put the chain on me. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he's Dr. Dalsim in this and uh, he's been held hostage by Bison and they're experimenting on Blanca. And they're making him watch all these horrible things, sort of like in A Clockwork Orange. Um, and, and to be fair, I thought to myself, well, you should have just made him watch Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, that would have turned him into a raving maniac. But, um, and but I, 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 this is something that I did find out, um, that apparently um, some of the footage that they were showing, um, there's a, a guy being shot in the head. That's actually real. That's um, real from World War Two, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, know that I didn't know that until, like you say, looking up. A little- oh, I did. Who did you? No, I no, I, Wiki. Wiki. Wiki's your friend. Oh. But that was taken out, as I say, you know, I said, I mentioned earlier about the edited version. Oh. Like the one you would, the one I think you'd get on TV would be that, you know, without of that, they actually hid that within the TV version as well. So. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, proper, proper stuff. Proper. So it's, it's, yeah. So there you go. Um, so, um, Sagat, um, so we go back to the sort of like, you know, the whole Sagat thing, Ryu and Ken, just jumping a little bit, a little bit about the film. but um, And basically, uh, this is where you get to see, well, you think you're about to see Ryu and Vega get it on and have a fight and everything else. Uh, it turns out to be a bit of a cock tease, if I'm honest with you. I've got to say that Vega looks very convincing, I think. Mm, not when he pulls, not. You know, just before they're going to fight. Yeah. Don't you think the hot with the mask? He looks very. Oh no! no you mean sorry? As the representation of the character? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked very muscular. Sort of. Did you not love his camp look when the camera sort of came out and all this? Oh, it was embarrassing. It was like ching. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious the way that you know. But I mean, it takes on the, the character, I guess, because he was like always afraid of getting his face marked, and that's why he worked very fast. Yeah, very vain, just like myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I thought he looked quite convincing. So, uh, anyway, Ryu starts doing these tricks with his sword and everything else, because obviously uh, uh, Vega's got his claw, so he doesn't need a weapon. Um, and I think to myself, and then so he, he, he gets the uh, his sword that he's been flicking around, you know, kind of like doing the whole Bruce Lee with the nunchucks yeah, thing. Yeah. And he throws it at him, and he kind of like, you know, it's the classic thing of nearly hitting him, but not going so close that it embeds itself into the wood behind him. I just think, you've just thrown away your only weapon. The guy's <laughs> still got his. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, throw it at him after you've stabbed him or something like that, you know? Don't throw it before you've even started fighting. Uh, anyway, I mean, I guess that's just to show off that he is a bit of a badass. I, I was like thinking to myself, give it to Ken, see what he could do. He'd probably end up fucking <laughs> cutting his own arm off. <laughs> Chop the end of his feet off. That'd be twat. Um, so, but the fight's about to start, oh, and it's all building up, and then guess what? Jean-Claude Van Damme bursts in on a tank and arrests everybody because of this curfew in effect. Now... What is the curfew thing? Sorry, I'm a, I'm a, bit, a little bit confused. I'm a little bit confused. I mean, at one point later on in the film, um, there's a bit where there's a voiceover on a loudspeaker and it says curfew violators will be arrested and anyone resisting arrest will be shot. <laughs> and I think that but Gar was meant to be good. Exactly. Aren't these the fucking good guys? <laughs> They're shooting people in the streets. It's <laughs> like, what's going on? Anyway, um, so the next morning, 
it opens up and uh, there's a boat going down the river and someone's doing an announcement and it's like the whole good morning shadow loo which, which is taken isn't it from yeah it's obviously obviously one of vietnam it's a nod to that isn't it i think yeah, yeah. yeah. and again i mean i don't did you look into that a little bit did you find something out that well, I just I, I read briefly somewhere that it was to, something to do with that. I think a nod to it or something. Well, actually, the the guy who's the DJ announcer, the AN Forces DJ, is actually Adrian Cronauer. Oh, and that's who? What's his name? Plays? That's who Robin Williams plays. plays uh, so it's so, so, so the real dude. So oh, like do, doing his uh, yeah, doing his um, catchphrase. Well, Oh, I like that. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, you know, if anything, you know, for all its faults and everything else, um, that's pretty cool, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, Cammy's doing a briefing, and um, she still couldn't fucking act, could she? She's awful in this. <laughs> I mean, she is one of the the she is one of the worst things in this film. But at the same time, she has an army outfit and she's wearing a little skirt. Exactly. So we'll forgive her um <laughs> you know, I think as well, amazingly she looks older in this than she does now yeah but kylie she just seems to get better with age doesn't she, she does yeah She's now good. we're back together <laughs> together i'm just being her jason donovan sorry are you gonna be the uh kylie and i'll be the jason part <laughs> well i'd rather be the sexy jason <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> <laughs> you and me singing that at karaoke. Oh man, we oh we have to. When we meet up at Eurogamer, <laughs> uh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, you can come back to my hotel as well if you want. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she she's doing a briefing, and um, she seems to be putting on this like British accent because Cammy in the game is is supposed to be British. Um, it's terrible. I mean, it's the you worst. Sound like Australian doing a British yeah, accent. Yeah, uh, it's awful. It's it's a really bad accent. Um, anyway, this guy comes in pretending to be a waiter and and he attempts to kill John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, but as he walks in, it's like it just got a name tag. That's all right. You can come in. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You know, uh, you, you don't worry about the big fucking knife under your coat. You just, you're a waiter. You need one of those. Uh, I mean, it's just pathetic. I, I, again, what's the point in this scene? Other than to, sort of, I guess, show that at least Van Damme can do the, the like a, a roundhouse. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's for. The the the, the standard roundhouse he does in every single film. Ah, oh, he, and he he's got a trademark kick, hasn't he? That trademark spin kick which he does later on in the film. I do like that though. He's um. Oh, he's awesome. Van Damme. I do, don't get me wrong. I like Van Damme. I loved him growing up as a kid. Bloodsport was one of my favourites. Oh, yeah. Remember No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, vaguely, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, he was the bad guy in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, Sagat, Ken, Ryu and Vega, they're all locked up. And uh, Guile reckons the best way to get to Bison is to use Sagat. So he goes to, he goes to convince uh, Ryu and Ken. Are you going to say Ryu? Oh, if I say Ryu or Ryu, whatever. Ryu, I think, would be the way the Japanese say it. Okay, so they, they convince, uh, he convinces Ryu and Ken uh, <laughs> that... Daddy. You know, you, you need to work with us. And he kind of guilt trips them a little bit. Um, and anyway, uh, Ken and Ryu pretend to have this fight in the yard. And this is kind of like all a bit of a ploy to gain Sagat's trust. And they steal the keys of this guard and they escape. And it's the most pathetic escape. And he goes, and you know, the guy goes, uh, Sagat goes, Ryu. I thought, fuck me, he's playing a Nintendo console. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't say Ryu. Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear and, and then ken shoots this is probably the best thing that ken does in the in the in the, in the, in the game <laughs> what hell. 
it, 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 he shoots Guile, and this is one. Of, it's probably the worst pretend fake death ever. It's like he's almost winking, like Guile's winking. And it's all in slow motion kind of thing. And it's just like so fake, you know, kind of thing. And um, Chun-Li plants this bug on, on the truck and, and Cam is screaming, Medic! Medic! <laughs> but she, Chun-Li also does the most pathetic forward roll that you've ever seen to avoid the truck. You oh, see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and manages to somehow get the bug in the side of the vehicle. This is Chun-Li, yeah. It's, oh dear. Oh, it's Carly. It's... Oh, man. She does look nice in her skirt and heels. You have to remember, this is 1994. Mm. She was really trying to... I know she'd been acting in Neighbours since about 86, I think it was. Maybe even before that, 85. But with regards to film parts... Do you know, I didn't bloody look into it. Was this one of her proper films, was it? She did The <clears throat> the Delinquents, I think. Oh, of course, yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. I, I never do. saw it. I remember it being quite... Because I think that was her probably one of her first film roles. Maybe. But the thing is, if you notice in this film, they actually gave her very few lines to say. Yeah, she hasn't got a great deal to do. Uh, just look nice, I guess. But, um, hmm. yeah, I don't know why she bothered, to be honest. But, like, like it's weird, isn't it? Because, I mean, obviously, we know her as a singer. But then, like you say, I, I just realised that. She was in Neighbours. So she was she... an actress before. She yeah. Was a... yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I remember... Oh, you should be so lucky. Fucking hell. Oh, In my imagination, there is no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the the weird thing is that actually when I, I remember I was being at, I was at school that that uh, when that came out, uh, you know, um, secondary school, and I didn't I didn't really listen to the charts at that point. Um, and I remember sort of like some of the, hearing the word and everything else, and some of the kids were saying, "Oh, have you heard that neighbour song? Um, I should be so lucky." And all I could think of was the the cast of neighbours going, "I should be so lucky, look." And I made the song up in my head with sort of like you know the actual sort of like the old char- characters sort of like you so say you have like um, Mrs. Mangle. And I had a real major thing for Kylie when she was in Neighbours and when she came out as a pop star God, I, had, I was all over her really? I had her vinyls everything it's mental yeah oh. and I remember as a kid because you think about it I think when that came out I would have been a what was I should be as lucky about 87 probably if I remember so I would have been 11 yeah, and I distinctly remember at the time went around the place going I should be so fucky 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 <laughs> I used to love it and I used to have <laughs> <laughs> I used to get a massive bone for her. Oh, even oh. at eleven. See, I don't, she didn't do a great deal for me in in that. I must admit, it was yeah, but I pretend I was Jason Donovan. Do you see what oh, I mean? Oh dear. <laughs> and the wedding. Do you remember the wedding in Neighbours? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Bouncer. Hang oh, on, we're doing uh, fucking street oh, poetry. Oh, okay, carry on, carry on with the film because everyone can't wait for us to get better. That God. Um. So anyway, Bison then sort of explains to DJ and Zangief that uh, he wants to set up this this place called Bisonopolis, and and he goes on about there being a food court. And I mean, I'm just what? Seriously? You know? Uh, and then Chun Li, because um, he's, he's got the TV on in the background, and Chun Li announces that Guile's been shot, and and DJ's got this fake Jamaican accent. I mean, I think it's borderline racist. Even the guy, the, the guy's black. It's it's like really fake, isn't it? Sort of. Did you not? Uh, also, I know it's not real, but I mean, did you not think the fact that all these characters had these really bizarre names? Did you not think they seemed out of place mm-hmm. and seemed forced? What? There's a dude called Just the names. Like, it's sort of go. Come on, Honda. 
It's like, did no one sort of think, that's a weird name, where did he get that from? Everyone's got such different names, do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> well, just, I guess I thought, because, again, being a fan of the game, I just thought, well, those, the characters, I guess. So this is, as, well, exactly, and that's why it's passable, but in reality, that is as far as it goes to this film, it's just the characters, that's it. Nothing else, really. Like, there's no special moves or anything, is there, for the characters, if you know what I mean, that, that relate to the game? Do you know what I mean? There's no fireballs or nothing like that, is there? No, I think they do do some special moves more towards the end and stuff. Yeah. We'll come on to that. But, so anyway, it generally announces that Gar's been shot, and DJ's like going, oh, that's great. That's great, man. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Bison, he then does this really bad speech about Bisonica and creating these genetic oh. soldiers. Oh painful 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 and creating peace and i think we should take a little listen to this little masterpiece Ooh. um it, it ends with zangief starting to cry but this uh, i had to say it was one of my bits where i thought yeah he's a great actor <laughs> <laughs> should we should we let the listeners into it because I, I don't think that because I, I know that some people have actually been playing along with us and, and going back and watching the films that we're going to talk about so i think we if the, you know people have actually come out and says we're not going to watch street fire so we'll just put this in for you just so you, at least you can suffer a little bit like we did <laughs> so yeah check this out the world is in shock at the news that colonel william f guile has been killed it happened just 30 minutes ago during a jailbreak by victor sagat the gun runner who is the principal arms supplier for renegade General M. Bison. It was hoped that the Allied Nation forces would restore order here. But after today's tragedy, nothing is certain, except that Bison's mad threats will continue, and that the new AN commander's first order of business is to bury Colonel Guile. For GNT, this is Chung Lee Zan. That's great news, General. Congratulations. On the contrary, I mourn. Okay. I was hoping to face Guile personally on the battlefield. One gentleman warrior to another in respectful combat. Then I would snap his spine. Ah! The road not taken. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord? And mad? All I want to do is to create the perfect genetic soldier. Not for power, not for evil, but for good. Carlos Blanca will be the first of many. They shall march out of my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation until the very planet is in the loving grip of the Pax Bisonica. And then peace will reign in the world and all humanity shall bow to me in humble gratitude. That was beautiful. 
So anyway, we go back to the army base, and and this is, I say, this is the bit where the loudspeaker announces that curfew violators will be shot. Um, and Chun Li, Honda, and Balrog are tracking this signal, and Chun Li puts on this cat suit, and she breaks into the army base to find out, sort of like, you know, who else is tracking this, the, the the signal as well, because they discover that this is going on. And she sort of like sneaking around the the base, and she goes into the morgue, and it's visibly cold because you can see her breath, and then. Um, she she finds Guile sort of lying on the slab, and she like goes to walk away, you know, and he looks dead. And as say, as she turns her back and walks away, he like grabs her and scares her. Yeah, I always thought myself, why was he lying there for all that amount of time and didn't bother getting out? I was just thinking exactly the same. Fuck, it's not like he was suspended. Must have known she was coming. Yeah, it's like he's not suspended in animation or something. Yeah. Like, was he just what? What was the point in that? You know, he's like lying there pretending to be dead. It's just what? Yeah, it made no sense. Mm. Anyway, and then it's kind of like you find out that Chun Li wants to kill Bison, but then she escapes from Cammy and T Hawk's in this. Now T Hawk from the game is a big fuck off sort of like you know Native American dude. He's a weedy little twat in this. You barely <laughs> recognize. You know, it's only because I happened to catch him saying like T Hawk. Uh, it's as if they had to put the name in. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got to get as many characters in yeah. as possible, but he looks nothing like him. Um, and so. Then we go to this arms bazaar that's going on, this kind of like this arms deal that every, all the bad guys are at. Uh, and Chun-Li, Honda and Balrog are there. It's like, they, you know, they kind of they got there so quick and they're pretending to be this circus act. Um, and they put Chun-Li into a barrel and they're like, they're, they're throwing them, you know, throwing her around between each other. Um, and, and I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see that happened to the lid of the barrel? Little Easter egg? Capcom. Hey, it had the little Capcom logo on it. it and they chopped the barrel in half and she isn't there. I've got to say, she did look quite hot in that outfit. She did. Oh, yeah. Just doing a little few videos because I've sort of, once I start getting a little turn on looking at these people, I tend to do some, <laughs> like, I do some YouTube to look around. It's quite interesting because, you know, you mentioned Benny, was it Benny, Uric- how do you say it? Uriquez? Benny? Ben, Benny the Jet. Aki- uh, I'm sure I've heard it pronounced Aquides. He does, okay, right? He done all the choreography in this as well. You know, he 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 trained everybody, and she was having this chat on one of these documentaries. And she turned around and said, um, "Yeah, we're we're learning from the great Benny the Jet, blah blah blah, because Van Dam doesn't give any of his secrets away." What? He's only got like three fucking moves. <laughs> and that's the difference between him and Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee spread the love and the word, and his whole idea was teach everybody, you know, and. Do you know what I mean? That's the difference between the two people. I mean, don't get me wrong, action film-wise, Van Damme's amazing, but I just thought to myself, what a twat. Yeah, I get the feeling that with Van Damme, I think, you know, he has got a bit of a big head. Um, Maybe not so much these days, because obviously he's come down, uh, you know, he was probably one of the biggest stars in the world at one point in the 80s and 90s, but... Now he's aged horrifically. Oh, he looks face. terrible, doesn't he? Yeah. He can still do everything, though. He's got all the moves still. Well, with the three moves, but you know what I mean? He's still... <laughs> but yeah, he, it's weird how he's, you know, he is definitely facially, he just looks much older than what he is. Yeah, you know? it's all, well, it's all the coke he was sniffing, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah. Back, anyway, well then. <laughs> so she looks quite fit, I think. Um, and, and so anyway, she disappears and Ken happens to notice and he follows her into the tent thinking he's going to get some. And, um, and and Ryu follows him and, and they get caught by Bison and um, um, Balrog. And, not Bison, sorry. Oh, Bal Balrog and Honda. 
Yeah, this is before they get captured. So anyway, then Bison's kind of like cozying up to Sagat a little bit, and and he says like, you know, I'll be, I'll pay you in, and it's my own cash, my own money, and it's got his face on it, and and he reckons every Bison dollar was going to be worth five British pounds, which I thought was quite yeah. specific. And yeah. when he explains that, that, you know, once he's kidnapped the Queen, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, good. yeah, we're going to pay a massive fucking ransom for the Queen, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> really, is that the best? You, you know. You, you could think of kidnapping some other other people. Is that the worst you can do? Um, it probably is the worst you could do. No, no, but what would they pay for the Queen? I mean, really? <laughs> what the fuck? But no, I mean, they just think, well, no, I'm, I'm not like I'm anti-royalist or anything oh, I'm like that. I'm not royalist at all, but I mean, I would say that that's probably the, the the biggest person you could have in this country for ransom, I would have no, thought. you think, like, kidnapping the Prime Minister or somebody like that? No, the Queen, you knobhead. <laughs> Fucking queen! You ever gonna laugh? I don't think she's the most important p- person in this country, though, is she? <laughs> Listen, I'm not a royalist at all, but trust, it's not like, me, like, listen, trust me, they can fucking have Cameron. Let's get one thing clear, right? <laughs> the, the queen, head of state, would certainly be the biggest thing to kidnap in this country. Trust me. Do you reckon? Oh, all right then. Yes, it's the fucking queen. Yeah. What? How many decisions does she make? Oh, we're going off on one here, aren't we? <laughs> I don't give a shit about decisions, but just the grand scheme of things, the queen of a country, I think, will be bigger than some fucking knobhead who tries to be prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> Back from Eton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So anyway, Honda then they start to explain their backstory to Ryu and Ken, and and Honda explains that he would have been a sumo yokozuna. Um, Despite this is despite him clearly not being Japanese, um, and and then and, and this is all until Shadow Lou destroyed his reputation, and then Balrog goes, yeah, same thing here. It's like they couldn't be asked to set like think well, you know, they framed me for rape, like and like kind of like the Mike Tyson thing, and yeah, they cost me my championship belts, and just like, yeah, it's the same with me. They just you know sort of like it's, but, it's but, easy isn't it, for just yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just fucked up my reputation, basically. So anyway, um, I know they had to create some backstory, but they didn't really put much effort into it, you know. But I gotta say, at this point as well in the film, I just think that that Ryu and Ken—they're a couple of tossers, generally. Well, they're sort of just um, a couple of dudes. They're not good. They're not bad. Do you know what I mean? They're sort of just fanning around the place, just trying to do a deal here and there. You know, they just seem to be like in the middle of everything, aren't they? Just you know, particularly Ken. He's a, but then if this is Ken, if this is curfew thing going on, you could sort of understand it a little bit. Mm, I suppose. Perhaps I don't like to go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyway, it's all kicking off in the in the tent because obviously Sagat's not happy with Bison saying, "Oh, I'm going to pay you with all the, these for all these guns that you're supplying with my own money," and and sort of like there's this standoff and everything else, and they're sort of wandering to the middle of it. Um, and they're about to get shot, and Chun-Li sort of announces that she's planted a bomb, um, which is heading towards the camp. And it's on a TV in, in, the, in the sort of like the, this... Which camp? camp? There's bloody loads of them in this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Zangief, I mean, this is quite a funny line, actually. He goes, quick, change the channel! Um, which made me chuckle. <laughs> um, so the next thing you know, Chun-Li, Balrog and Honda, they've been caught. Okay, is it's like when did this happen kind of thing he just sent a fucking bomb rolling into the camp and next thing they know is that they've been captured um and ken and ryu are guests um of bison 
Um, and Guile sort of tracks out where they are and everything else. Um, and then Guile announces that he's going to be driving his stealth boat into the the, the, the place to. Oh, those stealth boats look stealth shit. Boats. You see him. They were like proper cardboard jobs, they were, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. He's like, why? Got to have a stealth boat. It's amazing. I was reading uh, something quite interesting, actually. Originally, I think the final fight within this film was going to be um, actual air stuff going on. It was going to be like. Rather than being on boats, it's going to actually be some sort of aircrafts, but it's going to cost shitloads of money or something, so they didn't do it in the end. Oh. Was that something about it being in Thailand as well? See it as well, and I think they didn't. They weren't allowed to do it or something. Yeah, they, weren't, they weren't allowed to have the airspace or something. Oh, okay. So, um, at this point, Honda's being tortured, and, and he's being whipped by this other dude, and, and he's like pretending not to feel it and everything else. And um, Zangief kits out Ryu and Ken, and they've got their, their new outfits, and guess what? It's their, like, their traditional garb, you know, with the red and white outfits. And this is kind of where it's all coming together a little bit, you know. This is the whole, you know, these are the, this is the characters, because a lot of them now have their own um, outfits on that they would have on in the game. I guess yeah, yeah. like Chun Li's got a variation of her of her outfit on. Um, You're not going to brush over this bit, are you, with the guy who's whipping? Oh, go uh, go on. Have you seen something I missed? Really? What? You didn't recognise him? No. The boxer. I mean, he's a big dude. I, no. Very fact, Joe Bugner. Is it really? Yes. As soon as I watched this film, I started thinking. Fucking hell, Joe Bugner's turned up. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my... And I had no... I didn't look into why he turned up in it, but I was just under the impression that perhaps he just started doing little cameos here and there, and it, it must be that. Yeah, straight away. Straight Fucking away. hell. Oh, what? From I'm a celebrity, Al- get me out of here. And also from Ali and all of that, yeah. No. Fighting against no. Ali and what's... Yeah. Fucking hell, I totally missed that. I must admit, I'm not really into boxing and stuff like that, so that's probably why. But... It just, well, I think it just, it just, it just stuck out, stuck out a mile for me, basically. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got to appear in Street Fighter. Yes. Wow. I guess he didn't. Did he have much of a film career afterwards? No. <laughs> that's his job, Chief Whipper. Um, <laughs> so. Um, and, and again, we get into sort of like this, you know, Sagat's had, uh, sorry, Sagat's fucking Bison. He's had, <laughs> he's had his, um, his big sort of speech moments, which you've all heard. And, and this is where you're going to get to hear another piece of fantastic dialogue because John Claude Van Damme, he's addressing his troops and Simon Callow turns up. Um, I didn't really know who he was until I'd seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, oh, he's regarded as being probably a Shakespearean actor, I believe. Yeah, he I mean, he's yep. cla- classically trained and all that stuff, yep. I guess. Very small part, though, isn't it? It's tiny. I mean, I thought he played a much bigger part when I saw yeah. it originally. But, yeah, sort of looking back, he's only in it for a couple of scenes, really. Um, so he turns up and he basically says that, oh, fuck it, we're going to pay Bison, so all your troops can stand down, you know, they'll yeah. release the hostages, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then John claude Van Damme delivers this really amazing, stirring speech. And, I mean, it's up there with I have a, I have a dream. Um, and I think, again, just to sort of, like, put put it into perspective, you know, we'll, we'll let everybody listen to it because we had to watch it. Well, we didn't have to watch it, but we chose to watch it, so... Take a listen to this, everybody. And then if you don't feel like getting up and doing something amazing, there's something wrong with you. Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is cancelled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here 
will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? Okay, so you've heard that. And I'm hoping that you're all pumped now after listening to Jean-Claude Van Damme delivering his speech. Um, I mean, it's terrible. It really is. And the, the camera's sort of panning over the faces of the troops. And they're all looking at him expectantly going, oh, Kyle, I love you. It's really bad. I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think, am I just, is it just me? Am I being cruel? Or This is Van Damme we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the greatest actor in the world, is he? Let's face it. No, but he's he good doing spin kicks, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you need to dancing as well. Oh yeah, if you need somebody to do the spin kicks, he's your man. Um, okay, so then Chun Li is in Bison's like kind of. Because effectively, if you think about it, right, they're trying. He's trying to get all these soldiers to be on his side. Yeah. Okay, to so he can get back to that regime of making sure everyone's in curfew time. Yeah, we're well, shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, so Chun Li's now in Bison's kind of like, um, like bedroom or quarters or whatever you want to call it, and he's getting changed, and he takes off one hat and puts on kind of an identical type hat, or it's his bedroom hat, uh, which I thought was quite funny. And and she explains that he killed uh, her father, and she's like I say in her traditional garb now, and I guess she looked quite fit in this. She's very fit. And um, Ryo and, uh, and Ken they spring. Um, Balrog and Honda, so they they escape. And Boyson really wants to pork Chun Li. Uh, you can tell it in his eyes. He and he really wants to get it on with her. And he... <laughs> I think that was the honest, to be fair. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you're not gonna let me forget that, are you? Um, so and and yeah, it. So he he totally <laughs> can't remember the 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 sort of like you know killing her dad, which pisses her off. And they they get into it and. Um, she starts beating the shit out of him. And I mean, I think, I mean, Chun-Li in the games is like, she's quite hard, obviously. You know, she's quite a tough fighter and all this, that and the other. But I just thought, God, but he's a bright pussy. I mean, like, she's beating yeah. the crap out of him. You know, maybe it's because yeah. he's taken off his suit or whatever. I don't know. I think, do you know what? I think Chun-Li within the video games, I think they're picked by some of the hardcore players as being one of the better characters to fight with. Spinning bird kick. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah, um, yeah. yeah well, I think people used to pick her just so they could like get a little glimpse of her pants. When no, no. <laughs> I picked pick to get any day. <laughs> yeah, so you grab a guy and do the spinning like yeah. pile driver. Get a bloke between your sweaty legs. <laughs> um. So anyway, so um, she's beat. <laughs> she got put off then. Yeah, I was thinking about sweaty men then. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so she's beating the shit out of uh, Bison, and she would have beat him, you know. Let's face it. Yeah. And then uh, the others fuck it up, and they burst in and sort of like distract her. So Bison escapes, and he lets out gas into the room. And again, they do the fakest falling over. It's like, whoa, 
Whoa. Sort of like, you know, that sort of like, uh, you know, you pretend like you've, you've, Kind of like you're faint or whatever. Have you ever tried to fake die? Have you ever tried doing that before? Yeah, it's it's that, isn't it? <laughs> it's difficult. It's not yeah. easy. No, you're only playing with your kids and stuff, and you're like, oh, you shot me. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like that. It is really like that. And and Raul Hooli is sort of behind this this glass, and his cackle is <laughs> fucking awful. Well, I still say he was good acting in this. Oh come on! No, I do. <laughs> terrible. It. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, Jean-Claude Van Damme's on his way to, in his stealth boat um, and he puts on this tape and it's like an old school tape which we all used to have uh, he puts it in the tape deck and I just think oh amazing they've got this fantastic stealth boat this you know this high tech equipment from the army yeah. and it's got I still got a tape deck you know yeah, they not, not thought of fucking mp3s <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to your tunes when oh. you're shooting people who are violating curfew and all that sort of stuff <laughs> <laughs> so and and he starts watching this video of him and Charlie and it's like oh what the fuck yeah. oh god so anyway um then you see that Charlie sort of like starting to take Blanca's fall oh, no. I was wetting myself yeah because he's green and he's got this really shockingly bad red wig on it uh, is awful. it's bad I mean this is what again apart from Kylie this is probably one of the worst things in the the film. I think so. I mean, I, I'm for as much as um, a lot of people like the the new Hulk films and that. I, I actually I still really adore the Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno seventies yeah. and eighties show, and I just do. I know it's really camp. I know it is. I know it's terrible, really. But in fact, to be fair, he's a, he was a great actor, Bill Bixby as well. Yeah. But there was some terrible wiggage stuff going on in that. <laughs> wiggage. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is even. What was he said earlier? Snappage. Snappage and wiggage. Wiggage. Yeah, this is even worse in this, and it's the facial expressions. It is hilarious. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's like they've got a computer sort of, sort of saying, oh, muscle mass, and it's like how he's growing bigger, except yeah, he looks Dalton, exactly yeah. the fucking same. You know, seems really uncomfortable with this, isn't he, as well? This is happening. Yeah, and so he starts to change the programming to nice pink and fluffy things like birds and dolphins, and, and well, I mentioned him earlier, Martin Luther King, and people getting married. And I'm not really sure about the last one. I mean, like you say, that's enough to drive anybody to fucking murder. To be <laughs> exactly. It's like, that was a bad one. Just remind him of him getting married. It's like, fucking kill someone! <laughs> word, word of warning, kids. Don't get married. <laughs> Um, and then the funny thing is, like when he starts, he's changed it all. You know, the the programming. It's like Blanca starts smiling like a bit of a twat. Like, oh, it's awful. it's awful, awful. That that to me is the most cringy moment probably in the whole film. It's not great. So anyway, we go back to Guile and he's in his stealth boat, and they start taking out these radars. Uh, and cut. And this is again, Kylie's acting's <laughs> awful at this point. She goes, "We're busted," and she says it like that. Oh, we're busted. <laughs> Who says that? You know, if you've been caught doing something, you don't go, we're, we're busted. <laughs> God. Uh, um, and, and again, Bison says, identify yourself, even though on the side of his stealth boat, it's got massive writing saying guile on it. <laughs> and it's just sort of like, so thinking to myself, well, fair enough, I suppose it is a stealth boat, so we might actually see it. And guile says, this is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue. And it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, is this a sort of subliminal message, like reference to Charlie kind of thing? Because he's all, you know, he he wants to get there to save Charlie. He's watching videos over him. He's pining over him, you know, and then he's going on about Bison's ass. And (laughs) it's mine. 
Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there something else going on? Um, and and Sagat's there, and he's like in Bison's kind of lair, uh, and he goes, he can't believe that guy, you know, Guile's alive, and, and and Bison goes, of course he is. I was like, well, why didn't you fucking say something earlier then, instead of going along with it, you know, just going along with the fact that you thought he was dead. What you just like, no, he's not dead. He's pretending. He'll pop up later on in the film. Don't be such a fucking gullible arsehole, you bald prick. How <laughs> no, you've only got one fucking eye, you dopey prick. <laughs> Jesus. So Boyson gets onto his moving platform and he starts letting off these mines from his console. And then it is actual. It's an arcade booth. I think it's an exact replica of Street Fighter. It's got like the joysticks. I just think it is actually the, the actual yeah the, the sticks and yeah. the whole facial. <laughs> the whole face plate. It's got it's all the buttons and everything else. And everything, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I think that I mean that looks quite cool. You know, it's um, so anyway, he's letting off mines. You know, he's tapping the buttons, and again, it's one of those where you know, I've said this before, when people are tapping ki- like keys on a keyboard and they're not actually doing anything. Yeah. And it looks fake, and that's it, just oh. But um, anyway, the boat blows up, and he goes. He does his famous game over. <laughs> you know, they have to get in some reference to the fact that you know this is based on a video game, I guess. Um, and Dalsim then he gets found out that he's convert, he's changed the the, the programming, and uh, he smashes the guard over the, the head with a uh, this thing, and and the guard goes into an electric box, and he he does like a Bennett from Commando kind of thing, where he get it's like the electricity in this box makes him stronger, because he comes back and he starts beating the shit out of Dalsim. Yeah. Uh, and they have this little tussle, and and this is the bit where you kind of like made reference to it earlier on about his stretchy limbs and stuff, because like you, they knock over this liquid which they're pumping into Blanca, and like Dalsim checks his arm, and it's almost like it made me think, are they going to introduce this stretchy ability? Because it's kind of like you might think it's radioactive gunk kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean, mate. Yeah. You, know, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Good. Nothing uh, comes of that. Nothing comes of that, though, does it? So. No, nothing like that. It's just about. I don't know if it's just maybe something that they didn't have enough money to do. Or well, there, 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 there was a whole. The whole idea was there to be another sequel after this. Mm, yeah, which I, I didn't know. Because um, again, this film, um, jumping ahead a little bit, it yeah. it wasn't as a bomb like every. This was, no, no, this was a critical failure, but commercial success. Financially, it made a lot. Of, yeah. Well, say so made a lot of money. Three it, times back, ninety-five million back in two thousand and. What was it? No, sorry, 1994 was a quite a lot of money. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. So and um, it, late as 2003, Van Damme was still trying to get it off the ground as well. Yeah, mm. which uh, you know, fair play. I mean, nothing came of it, but um, I mean, you'd think that at some point there's going to be a Street Fighter film. Somebody will do something with it, perhaps. But yeah. um, uh, anyway, so. Um, Blank is released, and he, and again, this is where you actually see him in full view, and he looks fucking. <laughs> he does look like a skinny Hulk with a bad wig. Ah, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's talking funny as well, isn't he? Sort of. Yeah, he's 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 just. I guess it's because the fangs or something. I, I yeah. don't know. I just. Oh, and uh, anyway, he helps Dalsim beat this other dude up, and and Guile, Cammy, and T Hawk infiltrate the island. Um, Bison. So he, he realizes he hasn't been given any hostage. Money and he goes, Open the hostage chamber. 
and the, <laughs> the computer goes hostage pit open um yeah. which i just think it's amazing just to think that they kind of named the computer it's like the, the computer's like oh we've got a hostage pit we've got uh a, you know uh, a jail we've got a crocodile pit where we're going to torture people well, canola, i'll tell you what though the actual voice command is better than connect <laughs> it's true <laughs> Um, I mean, the, the actual voice announcer, I'll come on to it in a little bit. I think she's quite funny. She's, saying, she's a little bit like GLaDOS, sort of like, you know, making yeah. little quips while all the shit's hitting the fan. So Giles attacked by Blanca, but he reminds him that he's Charlie. Um, and <gasps> he's about to shoot Blanca, like to put him out of his misery kind of thing. Um, and Dalsim stops him. And um, he kind of like goes into this whole speechy bollocks about you know do you have the right to take another person's life so he's like yeah i shot loads of fucking people breaking curfew <laughs> i'm gonna shoot this green twat look at him <laughs> look at him fucking hulk wannabe <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking freak look at him he can't even talk properly <laughs> jesus i'll shoot you next you stretchy arm twat <laughs> So, he's sort of like, Boyson's telling these hostages, he's scaring the shit out of them, he's going, Blanca's going to eat you, he's going to kill you. It's like, why not just shoot them or break their necks like you did the soldiers, you know? <laughs> you have loads of fun doing that. Um, so, Guile jumps out, for, he's sort of, oh, this jump. It's, <laughs> it's so bad, but it's funny at the same time. I mean, you can tell it's a, it's a, a stunt. Guy. Yeah, you see, the way he falls, you can tell he's on ropes of some sort. Yeah, it's just like he's propelled out of this fucking chamber. Um, up, and it's like he's jumping up. He's propelled upwards inst- inst- as well. There's, there's so that happens in a lot of films, to be fair. I know, I know. I'm, I'm being a bit picky. but <laughs> So he, he jumps out where Blank is supposed to be, and he kicks Bison full in the chest, and all hell's breaking loose at this point. There's a massive shootout. Um, Honda starts fighting Zangief. Um I say during the shootout, the computer sort of announcer, you know, going over on the the, the tannoy, he's going. Remember, maintaining your health benefits are your responsibility. Whilst everybody's being shot, which again I thought was quite amusing, so yeah. like Glados kind of thing, you know, from Portal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's lo- loads of shooting, and you know, not, not much fighting going on at this point. And um. As I, said, I mentioned earlier on, Ryu is a, he's a decent. The guy who plays him is a decent martial artist. You know, nothing special, but he, he can. He's got a few moves. And like you said, he's quite muscly. Whereas Ken is shite. I mean, like, at least they strip off Ryu like uh, his top, so you can see he's got some. Like... Yeah, every time they did scenes of that, they, he had his, to- his like his chest showing. Yeah. But Matey would all have always have it covered. Exactly, you know I mean? he's like because he's like um, Chris Penn, you know, in Best of <laughs> Best, he's a bit of a flabby bastard. So <laughs> he wasn't flabby though, to be fair. He wasn't really, you know. No. He's got, he, you know, he's probably, he wasn't buff. He, he's not very buff, not like you. <laughs> so the computer notes is going uh, again this this funny thing estimated repair time is 18 months um, which i thought was quite good and ken leaves ryu because he's had enough and like ryu's kind of like learnt at this point you know he wants to go back and help his friends and the people who have been oppressed and like ken's going ah fuck all that i'm just gonna leave and um so Honda and Zangief are destroying the place they're like smashing through walls and everything else and it's, there's um I think there's quite a decent comedy moment where, you know, to, be, to his credit, Van Damme shows off he's got some comedic 
skills yeah. where he's sort of like he's being faced down by a load of guards and he pulls out you know what the only thing he's got left which is his knife and he's he's like holding it in his hand and he's about to throw it at them and and they all back off and he's like going yeah you know yeah, so um, he's doing it but yeah, yeah. it's like yeah good job you're not on fucking curfew mates otherwise <laughs> there'll be trouble um and he's acting all cocky and it's like then he realizes that cammy t hawk and there's a load of soldiers behind him and there's like uh, that has happened in quite a few films but not that i can think of one for that yeah person. me too i was i was racking my brains thinking yeah. oh what's that happened in it before but it, it is well well it, it does happen it's sort of a staple of that type of scene if you know what i mean yeah it, it's quite good but he does he, he sells it quite well i think you know to, to his credit um so then uh, this is where Guile and Bison start getting into it. And they, this is that where they, I think they, they take more from the game So because they start lifting direct dialogue from the game, sort of like, you know, when they're sort of like challenging each other in the game and everything else. And the sort oh, of, I, didn't, I didn't realise that. Yeah, been. yeah, so it pops up, you know, if you go back and look at the game, this is actually what they're saying and they deliver these lines. Okay. And he goes, are you man enough to fight me? Which is um, one of Guile's lines. Uh, and and Bison goes, anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that one. Uh, and, and then there's another funny moment where um, Captain Sawada, which we haven't really mentioned much, um, he he's in the movie video game, but I don't think he's in the normal video games. Um, he's in Street Fighter, the movie, the video game. Yeah, yeah. which is based on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. digitised characters, this, which apparently by all accounts is a bit shite. Well, you had it. You owned it, didn't you? I had it on the 3DO. I think at the time I thought it was amazing because like. Oh, I remember at the time. Yeah, PlayStation for me, and it was just oh, blew me away. Yeah. But compared to you know the SNES game, I don't think oh, it yeah. it was there. I kidded myself. I said it was better. But... Oh, of course, yeah. But I spent like fucking fifty quid on it. So. I had to... <laughs> um. So anyway, so so um, Captain Sawada, he's checking the video feed, seeing what's going on, and he sees Hon- Honda and Zangief, and they're in the room where Bison was going on about Bisopolis or was it Bisonopolis and all that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's kind of like a, it is quite a nice model, you know, it uh, and the whole thing, and they're like. Dis- I thought that because it's sort of designed with the fa- the, uh, the face, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. The whole yeah. school thing going on, the, the school motif, and they're destroying it they're fighting but it's all to the sound of godzilla which i thought was again quite a nice little touch was a nod to godzilla yeah oh totally yeah it's all like that kind of like noise and um guile um and bison they're having a fight and guile's beating the shit out of him that you know and jean-claude counts bison was shit wasn't he throughout the whole thing to be fair yeah as i say in terms of fight well I understand now because he got fucking cancer. <laughs> I just fucking pulled you in again. Then. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine he did many of his own fight scenes, but I, he, you know, again, they kind of mixed it up quite well. But um, it's Van- sadly, I mean, he never actually got to see the release of this film. He, he sadly died two months before it came out. So. Oh really? Oh, yeah. oh. Is that a blessing or or not? But um... oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You're not helping. I was trying to get all sentimental then, and then you've just ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not not used to being sentimental. So, but um, but um, so he, well, this is legacy. You know, this is his final film and all that. So he shared it with the world. <laughs> I, I dig myself out of this hole. Um, so anyway, they're having this fight, and and. Uh, Van Damme's using the breakdancing skills that he picked up from breaking um, and because he's doing like these kind of like spin kicks and everything else and he does his trademark spin kick you know yeah. one of his three moves that he's got yep. 
Um, and and by... face. I mean, he never did. It. He never actually did the Van Damme face in this film, which I noticed. Oh, I could see in my head. His head. I know exactly what you mean. Like, you know, he does that punch, and there's like a slow motion thing. It's like, yeah, sort of clenched teeth and everything. That's it. Yeah. yeah, you know, Van Damme's always had that little thing on his head, sort of like a lip, looks like a little and lump. I, listen, I notice that now as he's old, and I've, it's only now when I go back I think, oh, there it is. But when I was young, I never noticed it. Yeah, see, I, I, I saw, I think it was on an interview, he explained that um, I don't know if he got it when he was kicked once or whatever, but it, it, he, but when he lost loses weight, it's more prominent. He, he used to say so. It's sort of like it would change in different films, you know, depending on how. Much I never noticed it. Yeah. Only more recently that I noticed it in in some of his later movies. Yeah, it's fucking hell. Jesus Christ, like a bit of an egg on the, you know, yeah. on his but in head. This, in this, you can see it, but not as much. I mean, if you go and check out one of his, you know, one of his late, well, if you go and see him in any interview just recently, you can see it's there a mile off. But if you go back to like um, No Retreat, No Surrender, or Bloodsport, I, I would honestly say back then I would never would have noticed it at all. Oh. You can't notice it if you go back to it. I mean, it's there, but. <laughs> I'm just thinking to him, like you say, I mean, he was a good-looking guy back in the day, wasn't he? I mean, he's just, how he's aged. No. It's, no. I don't know what it is, just premature ageing, whether it's just... It is. He's only 50, what, 50? He's not that old, is he, it's really? Not, that, not good, no. We're, we're, you know, another 12 years, mate, we'll be there. <laughs> I don't know, just, I'll be, you know. And I'd I, like to think I'm sort of looking a bit better than him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What? Cheers, thanks. <laughs> So anyway, he kicks Bison. He does his trademark spin kick, you know, from the game where he sort of like goes over backwards and he he kicks Bison uh, into this thing and he gets electrocuted. And unlike the other bad guy, this doesn't power him up. Um, this You think he's dead. Um, but, and Guile calls Cammy and he, he says this immortal line. He, he goes, I'm okay. I'm just half dead. And, and like um, Cammy goes, and Bison? And he goes, all dead. <laughs> it's all dead. <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant um and and then this is the thing right this are oh, again it's one of those where you kind of chuckle at it a little bit but it's it's so bad the bison's life support kicks in and it's like it starts going through the stages so it starts off doing cpr and it's like they've got these things under his suit and it's pretending to do the the, the you know oh, the compressions on his chest awful awful it's so bad and <laughs> And then he does the, uh, it gives him an electric shock and he starts jittering everywhere and just thinking, oh God. Uh, and then they inject adrenaline into him. And then all of a sudden he sort of like, he gets back up. Um, and, and for some reason, he can now shoot electricity through his hands. Like um, the Emperor from Star Wars. I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't Did get... Did you do that in the game? I don't think so, does he? Well, he can like... He got this kind of levitate people, can't he, in the game? Yeah, he got this like aura around him, hadn't he? Kind of like this power thing. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, DJ's sort of like stealing Bison's money, and he escapes, and he and he says this funny line, which I thought it's weird now. I mean, like thinking about now, because I have you know kind of like really been into video games and everything else. But DJ goes, "Oh, I knew I should have stayed at Microsoft." Like, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he says it. So it's a bit out of place. That I just. Considering, yeah, wow, weird. Because um, <laughs> at the time, obviously '94, Microsoft were famous for computers and PCs and everything else, and not video games. But it's weird, isn't it, hearing that? Yeah. Now? 
So sure, he says that. He, he does. You go back and check. He says, "Oh, I knew I should have stayed at Microsoft." Um, so anyway, Ken's sort of like looking for the money as well, and he's going to about to escape, and he sees Rio being attacked, about to be attacked by Vega and Sagat, um, and Bison's flying around. So this is where he does. He's doing all these torpedo attacks from the the game, and. Um, the, what's he called? The something crusher, I think he's uh, like torpedo attacks. Anyway, oh, no, the soles right. of his boots are lit up as well, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Which is a bit weird. Mm. Um, it's like with the kids. You ever see the kids today? I don't know if your daughter's got any sort of like the trainers that flash when they. Yeah, those. Hey. You don't try and make out that we're not that. You know, we had LA gears, LA lights. Do you remember? I never had any of them. LA lights. I had some Nike Air Jordan. No, right, no. That, listen, you remember, must remember LA Gear? Yeah, I remember them. They had LA Lights, which had lights that were as you stepped on them. Oh, the really? No, I, I... And this is back... I mean, you have to bear in mind, I, I used to work... I think I mentioned before. I don't know if I have on this show, but I used to work in the sports industry, like at Steve Perriman Sports. Mm-hmm. And this would be 20 years ago, and you had LA Lights. Oh. No, I don't remember them. We are, then. Never had any of them. Maybe, so, I basically, he just had a pair of LA Lights. He did. <laughs> So, um, Ryu, Ken, Sagat, and Vega, they're all having a big fight. And, and this is where you do see some of the signature moves. Because Ryu does this fireball, which is minus the fireball. Um, and Vega does a lunging roll, which he does in the game. Uh, Ken does the shittest dragon punch ever. It's, I mean, he can't fight anyway, but it's just this... Oh, God. And then Ryu does this really shitty looking spinning kick you know the sort of like kind of thing or yeah terrible <laughs> <laughs> i think it sounded like you're almost it would have co- cost more money wouldn't it to do the real deal i think i guess but you know um at, at this point bison compares himself to satan for some reason and then sort of charges at guile and he does his spinning kick again and he knocks bison into these massive tv screens Honda's do, doing his 100 hand slap on Zangief. Um, Zangief realises that Bison was actually a bad guy in all of this, and he ends up saving the day because he holds open the door, which allows everybody to escape from this whole base that's about to blow up. Um, so Zangief's basically a pussy. He's, he's just a, an idiot, isn't he? Really? And with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he uh, Guile goes back for Charlie, uh, and he, he goes off. And... I mean, already we realise he was a wet sausage after that speech from Bison earlier on in the film. Who? Oh, Zangief. Zang- Zangief. Do you remember? Oh, when he starts blarting. Yeah, so we already know, actually, he's a little bit of a softie. He's just... He's kind of like um, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Sort of, you know... Oh, I've not seen that. Well, he's a bit tapped. He's a bit soft up top. <laughs> So to, what? to use some local vernacular, he's he's um he's like a bo- he's like a boy in a in a, bod- a man's body. And what soft up top means soft in the head, doesn't it? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, he's he's basically a bit thick. Yeah, he's gullible in it. He's just a bit yeah, yeah. A bit of an idiot. Anyway, um, so he goes back for Charlie, and and he ends up ends up going up off with Dalsim, who's for some reason bald now. Which, well, is that not because of that spillage? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that. It's maybe, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? It's got. I guess it kind of looks like more like his character in the game. Yeah. But um, yeah. Hold a minute. Was he not wearing like a hat type thing? No, he was bald at that point. Earlier in the in the film. Oh, I think earlier on. Yeah, yeah. He was always bald then. I don't think he was always bald. I think he was just at this point. I oh, know he got hair. He got hair in the. Yeah. 
I'm sure he had. Um, the, so the base is destroyed. Uh, DJ and Sagat discover that the money that they've stolen is actually in bison dollars and therefore worthless. And um, they all think that Guile is dead and they're all mourning him. And guess what? He emerges from the mist. The base blows up and they all do their sort of like wind poses from the game. That's the bit I thought was hilarious. And the Street Fighter logo pops up, uh, especially yeah, yeah Shun Lee when she does a little sort of like jumping splits kick, uh, like you know. How do you feel? I mean, the, the director, what, what was his name? Stephen um, E. D'Souza. He certainly who wrote it as well. Yeah, I don't think he wrote it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, okay. He he had definite plans of there being a sequel. What really? One hundred percent. Yeah, so so I'm wondering whether how do you feel about that? Like, this, where would they've gone with this particular thing? Because they tried for years and years and years to get it off the ground, you know. Yeah, um, I don't. He, know. he, he always wanted. He uh, reading a little bit into it. I mean, he actually wanted to have more of that. You know, the actual magic side. Is it magic? I don't know. You know, the stuff like the um, Hadouken. Yeah, stuff. the flying. Yeah. Uh, the he wanted that. He wanted that originally in this film, but then he was like under the impression that he'd he'd bring that into a sequel or something. You mm. know. I guess there's, I suppose, maybe a little, as an origin story, yeah, that, you know, they've, they've done this so they could then go off and, you know, Dahl Sims now can have his stretchy limbs and, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I mean, what I read, uh, apparently, um, they were going to replace uh, Kylie with Holly Valance. Yeah, I read that for, for, for the, yeah. The Cammy yeah. stuff. Um, the guy who played, uh, this is the thing, the guy who played Ken, uh, Damien Chapper, uh, he would have replay, reprised his role. It's like, yes. that, he'd be the first fucker I'd have got rid of. Um, and um, the guy who played Ryu was apparently in talks to return. Um, but it never happened. They did the, the Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, which I've never watched, which apparently... I was, hoping they'd have had, I, I was hoping they'd have had Ming-Nao Wen back for that one. Yeah, but I think... She's beautiful. A... She's 50 now. Go and check oh, her out. She... Oh, my God. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's still stunning. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the I've seen the um, anime, the Street Fighter anime, which... I've not seen it. I think that's pretty good. Uh, it's probably better than the film, in, in my opinion. Um, but it's... They can get away with that kind of stuff. You know, they can get away with the, the, the elaborate fighting moves. They can get away with all you know sort of the magical call shit. Me, call me completely ignorant. You can. You You're may. ignorant. Come. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I struggle to watch animations at my age. Really? Why? Because you think it's for kids, or I, I don't know what it is. I just can't connect with it so much. I don't know, just for whatever reason. And you hear about all these sort of things that people go, "Oh, you really should watch this and that." And I'm thinking, no, I can't do it. I love 3D animation, you know, like Toy Stories and all that sort of stuff. But I can't do the 2D stuff for mm. some reason. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't get me wrong. I don't. I said it on the other show uh, that I'm not into it massively, but I think at the time I watched this when it came out, um, and yeah, it's not stuff that I go out of my way to look for. So anyway, I'll go off topic. So what did you think of this film then? Would you recommend it? I think right, and people are going to be a little bit shocked about this. I tried watching this. I think over the course of the last what is it two months? Is it? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Is it two months, probably? <laughs> to get over three months, maybe? I think it's the, the 6th of December when we kind of announced it on the last show. So Okay, so it's a little bit over two months, okay. But, or, yeah, let's say two months. I, I fell asleep a couple of times watching it, but because I kept started re-watching it, I just started thinking, oh, I'm just quite enjoying this. And once I actually watched it all in full, I think it's, again, aged in this particular way, because there's always a problem. Of, you know, films like, you know, I mentioned earlier, Marrow Brothers... That is just dreadful. There is no redeeming features in that sort of film. Mm. I've not seen that. I've not seen that. Oh, no, no. Just go and check it out. It's 
trust me, it is god awful, right? Uh, right, this for some reason, I, the more I watched it, I thought to myself, I'm actually getting into this. And th- let's get one thing very clear: I think it's a terrible, terrible film. But I think it's now, 20 years later, it's starting to be terrible enough, bad enough, that it's just good enough to be a bad, good film. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think this is anywhere near as bad as what everyone makes out. I mean, it is, but it's actually that bad that it's fucking funny. It's actually <laughs> funny to watch. And if a film makes me laugh out, you know, if it makes, it actually, if it makes me lull, right, I... I, I think anyone could watch it. I, I just think it's funny. I, I genuinely was watching some of it and I just thought, it's hilarious. It really is. And it's that bad that it's that good. Did you lol or did you LMAO? I, no, I LMFAO. Oh, really? It was that yeah. good? No, it wasn't that good. Oh. I, uh, no, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I think it's actually a bad, good film. Yeah. It's not certainly not one where you can watch it where it's, a, it, it, it's actually not taking itself seriously at all. Do you know what I mean? It's just not. But there's some films that do take themselves really seriously with what they're doing, and it's just bad because of it. But this is actually camp. I always love a camp film. I think it's funny, you know. And um, yeah, I think it's worth watching. There's some terrible performances like Kylie Minogue. I think was certainly misplaced. I don't think there was any need for her to be in there at all. No. Um, little funny, um, you know, cameos as well. Like, I mean, Simon Callow, I think was an odd one. Uh, I quite like the fact that Joe Bugner turned up. I thought that was quite funny. Um, and I generally. As a whole, I honestly—I know you'll laugh at me, but I still say Raw Hulia was the best acting role in that film. <laughs> I, I, I cannot argue after you've told me that what, <laughs> he got cancer. <laughs> of course you can. I mean, no. he, I would still say he was quite intense. It's camp intense. Yeah. But it was still a relatively... Uh, it was still relatively... I could see that he was still giving it his all. And considering, like you say, look, what we now know, what he had, I think you can sort of appreciate what he'd done, you know. So. Oh, yeah, and especially now. But, um, yeah. yeah, don't you say, don't get me wrong. It's, yeah, I'm kind of like with you. I'm uh, probably not as much, but I think uh, it's not the worst film ever made. Um, I just think it's what it is, you know. It's it's one of those where I think if you watch it with a few drinks um, and not serious about it at all uh, and just look at it for what it is a piece of history really that's all it is it's just and i think i think weirdly as well what you know what what is weird about it is the fact that i've just forgotten what's weird about it. <laughs> well the point i was just going to think is you know he said earlier on that um van damme was in the frame for the the johnny cage role uh mm. for mortal Kombat. i reckon that's the only because he could do the fucking splits because that's what johnny cage could do he did the little splits punch in the balls didn't he yeah 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 that's so that's the only reason i reckon he was in the frame for that so uh, yeah it's yeah yeah, what I was going to say is I think it's weird the fact that – do you not think it's unusual when a film actually returns three times it's the amount of money it costs to make that it actually did not get a, another sequel? I think that's quite odd. Mm. Yeah, because even films that get critically panned – I mean, you got to look at Transformers, you know um, – I mean, they do make a shitload of money. We're talking but, big money there, but yeah. – Oh, yeah, totally. But, I mean, it's just – yeah. I mean, as I say, no, they had that – legend of chun and all that bullshit but uh, it is unusual that they haven't made a sequel yeah uh, i hear that in legend of chun is terrible i've heard it's dreadful and good old dave uh from the aces picture house apparently he's going to watch both of these films <laughs> he likes pain so and he, well the, the best thing is he's going to afflict them upon uh his lovely partner tina so ah. enjoy that tina i'm sure you will um blame us 
So there you go. That was Street Fighter. We did it. I, 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 I actually can't work out whether I just recommended it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did either. If there's a slight perverse interest, I would say check it out. Yeah. There's, don't get, listen, there's fucking hundreds and thousands of films that you can watch which are yeah. better. But um, if you've got any vague interest in Street Fighter, it's all it's worth a giggle. You know? I feel like because it's an hour and a film that's, well, what was it, about an hour and a half? Maybe a little it's bit more. About an hour and 45. Okay. Mm. But you have to bear in mind I've re- restarted it three times, so I've probably actually watched three hours of it. Yeah, because I've actually... And for me to do that, I think it's worth actually just checking it out. Fuck me, I'd go through the pain. Why should you bastards not? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So there you go. That was Street Fighter. Um, so I am dying to hear this. Um, what is our next pick? Right. Well, amazingly, you mentioned this chap's name very, very early on when we started talking, and I, I found it really hard to hold in my excitement. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Benny, the Jets. <gasps> was it? You? I can't bloody remember how you say it now. You're, you're... Kines, I think. Yes, right. Uh, no, Probably somebody he... will probably be shouting at me going, no. As not. I say, Van Damme was a tosser and doesn't give any of his secrets. So he'd done all the choreography and also he was one of Sagat's henchmen. Like we saw. Was it, I think it was like a henchman in this, wasn't he? A yeah, very... yeah. He originally had a bigger role in this and I can't remember. I think it was Raven. I could be completely wrong with that, but he was going to have a much bigger role in this film originally, okay? But it never happened, so he just done the choreography and his short little thing. So that's my link. It's choreography. Choreography? Keanu Reeves? Choreography, right? He is going to... He, he done choreography in another film that happens to be one of my favourites. Oh. It's from 1989, and it stars Patrick Swayze. <gasps> it is Roadhouse. Roadhouse! Oh! It's one of my favourite films of all time. Ah, uh, I yeah. I mean... the, the, the funny thing about this is that had this not been for we just mentioned him, but Dave from Eighties Picture House, I think he saw a bit of my stress on Twitter and he actually texted me directly and said, "Look, he was a really decent link." And in fact, he linked um, that this guy to um, well, I don't know if it was just this guy, but he, he linked up Tango and Cash. So whether he'd done some of that as well. But he linked him and Roadhouse. And as soon as I saw Roadhouse, I was like, that's it. Bang. Because I've always... There's certain films that I've watched for years, and I've watched them a hundred times over. Yeah. That I've always think I'd love to chat about that. Uh, and Roadhouse is one of them. He's done all the uh, choreography in that as well. Awesome. So. Yeah. I mean, we're giving away the end of our next show, but uh, it's one of my favourites. I've seen it so many times, but... Yeah. We come back next week and go, it's a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. I mean, I, yeah, you must admit I've just given it away there. But I, 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 to me, it's just a, it's such a great film. It's and, worth uh, talking about for sure. It really, um, really is. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, brilliant. Well, hopefully you won't have to wait too long for that. Um, so we'll, we're back on the bandwagon. Yeah, we're now we've sort of broken our, our pain, if you like, by doing this. We're we're back into it. So yeah, a couple of weeks time we'll be back on chatting about that. So that was it. Um, I guess it just leaves me to thank everybody for listening and um, check us out over on the other show, the video game show um with dits and matt um we're over at the the same coin.co.uk which i believe we've had another facelift uh website's changed again looks that earlier you can't actually read the name can you but that's beside the point <laughs> what the, the same coin name you can't read it oh dits what are you doing we could have had some quality merchandise oh, that's yeah. all on there that's awesome is it yeah he's put up all the shop stuff and He's, he's removed all that 
bullshit review stuff that's no longer fucking worth being on there anymore. So there we are. That's that's a good move. Oh, well done, Dits. Just keep Neil Kid Dog Taylor because he cares. Ah. Oh. Bless him. So, yes, check us out over at thesamecoin.co.uk. Uh, we're on Twitter at TSCoin. Uh, you can send us emails at mail at thesamecoin.co.uk. Where up there can they find you, Ben? They can find me over at XX40XX. And I'm at Dastardly Jabby. And we'll go out with some funky music from MC Hammer from Street Fighter, the movie soundtrack. There we are, people. Street Fighter will not break us. <laughs> yes. We are back. We're stronger than ever. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Dance another star. I swore. Then the party's out. The 